Chris is strumming his pain with his fingers. He's singing my life with his words. He's fucking killing me softly with his song. Because today we're talking movies. We're talking about a boy starring Hugh Grant, Nicholas Holt in his feature film debut, and the quintessential movie mom, Tony Collette. Written by Peter Hedges and Chris Weitz, based off the novel by Nick Hornby, and directed by Chris and Paul Weitz. No one gives a shit. You don't give a shit about anyone, and no one gives a shit about you, Chris. Listen, I couldn't possibly think of a worse godfather for Imogen. You know me. I'll drop her at her christening, I'll forget her birthdays until her 18th, when I'll take her out and get her drunk and possibly, let's face it, you know, try to shag her. I mean, seriously, I'm a very, very bad choice. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of how'd you like that movie tonight we're talking about the 2002 british comedy about a boy and with our resident expert on families and romance and stuff is scott so take us away scott well thanks chris you're welcome thank you so much you know it makes me feel important impotent it makes you feel impotent really i said i said important oh important got you got you it's all oh, about okay. enunciation. Yeah. But you know, it's funny. After watching this film for the first time since its release, this film reminds me so much of our relationship. And it's kind of how we started as friends. All right. You were 100, you're, you're 100% the Hugh Grant character. So what? First met. Am I Will? And, and, I, and I, was, I was the little boy. You're Marcus. I kind of showed you. Yeah, I, I kind of showed you, you know, the other side, how to live, man, how to live. I was just shocked the amount of times they showed Hugh Grant smoking a cigarette indoors. First off, indoors, and B, with a small child watching television with him. I was like, well, oh, there's something you definitely don't see anymore. And I'm from the 80s, you know what I mean? Actually, I'm from the 70s, technically. So, uh, so how did you like the film? I like the film. I like it. Like, do you? Do you? I we and we haven't talked about a lot of comedy. Do you like British comedies in general? Like that kind of dry British darker humor. Yeah, I don't. I don't find this one too dark. Sure, 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 sure. Right, but yeah, I do. Uh, like, because like, it, I don't consider them like foreign films or anything like that. It's just you know, they're British or they're more. These are more like us like canadian type of comedies than anything else right like skew from the american side sure yeah fuck you i don't know i thought it was pretty deadpan british but i mean sure i but i get it it's not like super sardonic or anything like that but are you like do you have have like a fucking word of the day calendar in front of you you're just using fucking those right now like you have never used that word in a sentence before or can you spell that word no i'm the worst speller ever but i know what i know what words uh, mean sometimes uh yeah so i mean do you do you what would like you say you do watch british movies would you compare this to something else or give me your feedback on this like again well, I was asking you first, like, if you watch British movies. Absolutely, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's funny, like, Mon- Monty Python I love. Sure. Right? But I'm trying to think of something else. Like, even 
just in the like Nick Hornby kind of adaptions, like this film second to me. Yeah. Like I, I 100% love um, John Cusack's high fidelity. 100%. That's fantastic. Which was, I was actually shocked to find out that it's originally like, I can see it. Another. I Well, but I can see how it would have been originally written for like to, to be uh, taking place in Britain. Right. Like they did move it to I think it's in New York or whatever, or maybe it's in Chicago. Um, but you can get that feeling. Right. I'm like, I can definitely see those undercurrents of like British writing style in there and everything. Uh, have you seen Fever Pitch, either the American or the British one? With Colin. Um, uh, what, with John, not John Farr, Farr, Jimmy Fallon and um, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, that's the American. That, one. I, yeah, I have a very faint like it's one of those like. I know I watched it, but I remember nothing about this except for the Boston Rep Sox. You should watch the original Park. Fever Pitch with uh, Colin Firth or whatever is great. I mean, it's about soccer and it's basically he's the same thing, kind of like not a very useful guy, not very useful in relationships. He's obsessed with Manchester Manchester United uh, or no, it's, it's either Manchester United or Arsenal. I think it might actually be Arsenal, but um, yeah, it's good, man. Uh, I, uh, I enjoyed this film. Uh, I mean, I would, I would still, the for from a pacing perspective, I'd probably pull it about like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. But I mean, I say that all the time. Uh, it was, re- I really like seeing Hugh Grant play this kind of like not classy individual at all. You know what I mean? Like it's not, he's not his typical, you know, um, like early in his career, he was like the very cutesy, cutesy individual or whatever. Uh, I mean, this is kind of, uh, reminiscent of i guess how he is in um what's the one with renee zellweger there the diary one um bridget jones diary bridget jones yeah he's kind of a kind of a shitty dude you know what i mean and he plays it really well yeah but i think him is like he is fucking charismatic as hell though right like oh yeah and he is like he is a great movie representation of you 100%. This is what 100% your life story. I would, I would, I would 100% accept, <laughs> I would cast myself. Except, <laughs> except that I, uh, except I don't have royalties from some ridiculous Christmas song to uh, keep me laying about. Because if I did, <laughs> I would definitely do that. Um, I mean, I liked him in Four Weddings and a Funeral, like the original, which is super funny. Um, Notting Hill, he's good in, obviously, Bridges Show Diary. Love Actually. And then uh, he came back in, just recently in The Gentleman. So I haven't seen that one yet. I mean, not. it's it's not my favorite uh, Guy Ritchie film. Uh, or then, even the new Guy Ritchie, Wrath of Man. I haven't watched that one yet. I haven't either, watched that either. And, with... and he's actually, uh, Guy Ritchie has uh, a film in post-production called Five Eyes based on like the Five Eyes Intelligence Network that like the U.S. and Britain and Canada yeah. are part of. Um and Hugh Grant's going to be in that as well. So that's, I think that's going to be coming out in like 2022. So not bad. Yeah. 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 Not bad. No. Now, what did you think of, as I said, the quintessential movie mom of Tony Collette, like any movie I remember, like she's the mom. She's yes. And she's always fucked up. Whether it's like little miss sunshine, hereditary. Was she the mom in sixth sense as well? Yeah. 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 She was the mom of six. She's always this fucking weird. But I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I think this is the earliest movie I remember her in, like, like her, one of her earlier acting. First off, she did a, such an amazing job. Um, like just being the crazy hippie and then like super depressed and, the, 
and like the wardrobe on her i know that's done like by you know costuming department and stuff but like she looked ridiculous she looks so fucking ridiculous and she is such a great like like uh like just total like character actor like just totally becomes her character i believed it the whole mm-hmm. time she was she was fantastic i mean this whole thing is really well cast i mean you've got uh rachel weiss tony collette hugh grant and a really super young nicholas holt which i was like those big mm-hmm. fucking baby cheeks on him and i mean he mm-hmm. he kept pace with hugh grant like the like lines back yeah. and forth like boom 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 like you knew he was destined to have like a solid career. No one had, and that's what I was saying. Like this is his feature film debut, right? So I don't know if he's coming from stage or anything like that. To be honest, I didn't double check. He did. But I know yeah, for like sure he, he did like school theater and stuff like that. So yeah, so do I. But I wouldn't be cast in a film with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh, maybe Nicholas Cage. I might be cast in a film. Nicholas Cage, Cage now, maybe <laughs> not Nicholas Cage on top of this game. I mean, you were in what was that? The the Christian version of Greece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, teen, teen. But <laughs> that was a great eight. That was nice. Um, <laughs> uh, I wonder if anybody has any video of this. I would love to see it again. But anyways, I digress. Um, yeah, he like he did amazing, and the thing that I enjoy most about this film is in terms of the writing, it is the most realistic responses to everything that's going on. Right. Yes. Right. Like if a kid's mom, like, you know, tried to commit suicide and then failed, like his next step is okay. I can't watch her all the time. We need a third. Right. And literally try to, to do it. Like one of the most, like the scenes that like got to me like i didn't fall crying but i'm like fuck right is just the when he's like i found the letter literally the suicide letter she wrote and she's like oh i totally forgot about it he's like, he's like oh, but i wasn't expecting and then, and then she's basically like well i wasn't gonna be around so i didn't <laughs> yeah, realize i had like, to remember it yeah she was like yeah i, I figured i wouldn't have been around to, to come get her but yeah that was that was one of the things that was like, yeah, fuck, you probably would, like, if you're in that position, especially mentally, right? And I think, because what year did this come out again? Uh, 2002. Yeah, like, t- to me, this is one that never dumbed down, like, mental hell. Yes, it's very real. Everything in this is yeah. very real. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this film, I, I can't. So this is what I found interesting. So it's got a 93 from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 53 from the audience. Uh, yet it was made on a $30 million budget and did $131 million in the box office. So did a lot of people just go to this and not like it? Or is it because uh, like Rotten Tomatoes is only so old? Like I was really shocked to see such a low audience rating. But people literally went to the theater and fucking continued to watch this movie. So I don't know. And it got yeah, but I think. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, and no, I was no. going to say, and it got it got nominated for an Oscar um, for uh, both Paul White and his brother uh, Chris got nominated for Hill and came down a mountain. Like he did a lot of those British kind of films, right? So a man who came up went up a hill, hill. and came down a mountain. Yeah. 
you know, two weeks notice, love, yeah, live actually. Yeah, so I think even when we were talking about doing this movie, you thought it was a rom-com. Yeah, but it's... So it's I think n- that's what it was. I think now more people, like, in terms of the critique of it, I think it's just based on that, like, people, the audience not remembering what it was and thinking it's a rom-com just based on the time of his career in which now when they watch it, like, oh, you know, there's not really the, you know, it's not him in Bridget Jones' diary. It's not him. Exactly. Fucking... exactly. Would you, uh, would you, would you just call this a comedy? Cause it's a little deeper than just like a comedy. I don't know. I was finding like a weird, like the, I didn't, it's weird. I knew the word sardonic, but I didn't know what genre to put this movie in. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wouldn't, to be honest, I I would say it's a comedy. Yeah. Right? Like, it has more comedic elements, but I think that's what makes the drama so good, right? Is that it's able to balance it, just like, you know, ever, a good horror movie has the comedic spots, too, to bring you up, to get ready to bring you down, right? 100%. And I think this is the same, and, and yeah, like... Like another one that I thought was amazing, the scene it was just the drive to the uh, the play, not the play when he's going to perform, and she, the mom's like, "Oh, you know, he's going to do this," and he's like, "No, he's projecting yourself." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's projecting you, and she's like, she re- finally realizes it, and then she's like, starts crying, and she's like, "I'm such a bad mom." He's like, "No, you're just fucking crazy. You're just you're just fucking nuts." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you watch this with your wife or your kids or anything like that? Or? No, I watched it by myself. I watched it by myself. And you just cried, box of tissues. No, uh, that that's the good thing because it, it's more comedic. It's more laughing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, like the duck scene, I thought was fucking hilarious. <laughs> with the bread when he, he yeah. got the homemade bread and he throws the whole loaf in and like, and then he and then Hugh Grant basically lies for him and that's they create that buddy. That's bond, the connection. I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, you said. But yeah, like for me, and that was the thing, like the whole time rewatching it, it was just like, I'm like, holy fuck, like you can just take out Hugh Grant, put in Chris. And I'm like, I can see him going to a single parent's fucking thing. To oh try my God. To I loved all God. that when he's just like, I, I went, I mean, like, I'm going to go to this single mom's group because it's going to be like shooting fish in a barrel. And I'm like, that yeah. I would, I would do that. I would a hundred percent fucking do that, you know, and check. Um... <laughs> So I mean the my the, the only problem with this film is well not even problem is it's like it's hard to really talk too much about like the filmmaking as it's a pretty linear film. Uh there is some interesting cin- cinematic scenes. Uh I mean the DOP on it uh Remy uh, uh Remy Aderfesani. Uh he did like Sliding Doors, he did Elizabeth which mm-hmm. he got an Oscar nod, nod from and he was actually the first he's the first black DOP to get an Oscar uh, nomination at the time. He was the first uh, black DOP. Um, he worked on Match Point, uh, Amazing Grace. Like he, so he's, he's got a lot of stylistic components to his career. Um, they did do some interesting stuff. They had some like Dutch angles in there where they like turned the camera, uh, some high aerial shots. Um, but otherwise, okay. it's basically a pretty much like start to finish comedy. So there's not too much that I can really like pick it apart. I thought it was cast well, it was acted well, it was funny. Like at points, I was, it was like laugh out loud funny, right? Um, again, it, it it runs an hour forty minutes. I mean, I think I think a ninety minutes would have been a bit better, would have been a bit tighter. But again, 
I feel like pacing has changed in the last 20 years, right? So it was fine. I mean, it, if you're paying 10 bucks to go to see a movie and it's over in fucking less than an hour and a half, you might be asking for your money back, right? So anything? Yeah. Anything? No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> what I'd be asking for? Not really, but I get what you're saying. I think now, yeah, I think now it's in terms of um, just attention span, especially with streaming, right? It's I was like, just going to say, because we've talked about this with the stuff that um, McCarthy's doing, those mid-budget films, like this film would probably be in that, because that's $30 million in tw- uh, two, uh, 2002, so it's probably a 40, mm. 40 million, $50 million film now. Does this film get a theatrical release? Just not even talking COVID, let's say like before COVID. Does this get like a theatrical now? release? Well, yeah, now. Does yeah. it get a theatrical release, or does it go right to streaming, or did you go both? No, it would go theatrical. Because of Hugh Grant? You're on the radio, man. No. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no. I'm, well, I gotta think, too, right? I'm just gonna, no, I don't think it's because of Hugh Grant. I think, I think in terms of sensibilities as well, especially with this being a British film, it would air in Britain like crazy, right? And I think it would be, this would be kind of like another round, right? Okay, sure. The represent like we're big there, gets brought over to North America, right? To to try to do it, and then they would be remaking it with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt as you know the Hugh Grant character in three months. Sure, sure, sure. If, sure. if it was getting released now, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of Nicholas Holt, I mean, we, uh, we covered him in Mad Max Fury Road. So if you uh, haven't heard our episode on that, definitely check that out. It's a, it's a fantastic episode for a fantastic movie. Um, he's in one of my favorite films by Tom Ford and it's not Nocturnal Animals. It's a, a single man. Um, I didn't realize cause I don't watch a lot of the like X-Men stuff. So I guess he plays Beast in a lot of the like Dark Phoenix and the Young X Men. Yeah, the, when they kind of rebooted it, when they went younger. Isn't he a little small? He's yeah. <laughs> not. He's not for what? He's not a big dude, man. To play Beast, it's Beast as a child, like Beast as like a young adult. Oh, gotcha. It's okay. when they went back in time. So it started with the X Men in the sixties. Matthew Vaughn's First Class, which is an amazing movie okay um yeah it starts with them and then yeah it just kind of grows grows from there i think the last one was based out of the 80s but like each film out of that trilogy was like a a decade apart got you so it's not the like adult beast that you know as an obviously as an adult okay um okay that makes a little more sense i mean he's also really good in uh have you seen the favorite which is no. about, I think it's like Queen Anne. Uh, Rachel Weiss is in that as well. Uh, she actually got uh, an Oscar nod for it. Uh, and Emma Stone's in it. It's fantastic. And actually, uh, uh, Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Yeah, it's 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 so good. It's super bizarre and creepy, and it's good. It's really well shot. Um, Which and, is it was a British film as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's a, it's about like the monarchy, right? So, so. and that got a, a theatrical release, right? Sure. But I'm talking, that's so a huge... This one, this whoa, one whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> the reason I'm suggesting that the about a boy wouldn't get a theatrical release now is that it seems like it would be something just released on streaming services. The fucking favorite is a peer, massive period piece with, like, tons of cinematics to it. Fucking apples and banana boats there, buddy. 
Come on now. So you're keep saying up. like Brigaton? Like Brigaton? Because that's a Brigaton's gigantic a series. Brigaton's a series. And it's on like so Netflix. They have, so, do, so they have to do series. They get, have to do it for an hour. Do series get released in the fucking movie theater? What? Are you, how the fuck are you even on yes. a fucking movie podcast? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Again, I told you, you dragged me. No one else. You can you can no, find no anybody else. else no one else knew enough about movies like you, and nobody could put up with me for this long. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you actually speaking of series though? Have you ever seen his show, uh, The Great? On I, th- I think it's on ne- it's either on Netflix on Pro- or, or Amazon. No, that's on Prime. Oh, that's yeah, that's on Prime here. It's on my queue. But it's him and uh, the Fanning. uh, Which Fanning? Al Fanning, right? Al Fanning. No, no, Dakota. Yeah. Yeah, it's super good. It's super good. Again, it's a period. It's super raunchy. There's like lots of like killing and nudity and debauchery. And he plays sort of like his character in Fury Road and actually in The Favorite. He plays kind of like a little off kilter really, really well. You know what I mean? So. Like, even the zombie character he played in Warm Bodies. Like, he just, he plays a bit no. odd. Uh, like a theater-trained actor. He's he's he's, he's great, man. Um, <laughs> anything else? Like, did you, like, I mean, like we said, we got Rachel Weiss in this for a brief period of time. Uh, and she's great. But, I mean, I think everybody knows her. She, actually, have you seen Black Widow yet? Yeah. Yeah? Is she good in it or what? She's awesome in it. Okay, I don't She's want to talk amazing. about that too much because I'm, I'm I can almost guarantee we're going to be talking about this that film on the show. So, yeah, no worries. Well, what about the directors? It was funny, right? Like thinking American Pie directors. Yeah, yeah I'm, I was like, I'm like, what did these guys? Yeah, I'm like, what did these guys do before and after this? But yeah, like each one has gone on and has a pretty um, extensive. Uh, filmography right because well, i don't think they've done another one together i so think this was the only done, one so they did american pie together they i believe they did down to earth together that's what i have in my notes and then chris does a lot of writing actually so him and his brother both worked on ants as writers and i believe nutty professor too as writers but then he did the golden compass which he also directed uh he did the write-up uh well the the script the screenplay for the live action cinderella uh he did rogue one uh, he did Pinocchio, and then uh, he directed Twilight and New Moon. So, and then his brother Paul, okay. uh, he did Little Fockers, and he did Grandma, Being Flynn, and a show that I just added from uh, to my list after doing my notes called Mozart in the Jungle, which is basically about like the wild lives lived by uh, performers in like the New York Philharmonic, like they're they're big, the like basically like. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Operatic, or not operatic, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, what do you call that? Classical yeah, music. Orchestras. Orchestras, thank you. Jesus. Uh, like oh sex, God. drugs, and rock and roll in, in, in the orchestra. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll definitely check that out. It sounds like right up my alley. Give me my bassoon, <laughs> baby. Um, it was funny, like, yeah, the, um, Natalia Tina, who plays, like, the his Nicholas Holt's love interest, right? Yeah. Do you know where she's from? Yeah, it took me forever. I'm like, I know this face. I know this face. But yeah, fucking um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, she plays like the one of the wildlings. Yeah. She, uh, yes, which one? The one, she's the one that basically uh, they have, they catch like in Winterfeld. And then she helps the boys like, oh, get yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Yada, yada, yes. yada. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I'm going to, I don't have much to say like anymore on this film. I'm going to give you my quote. And then if you want to ask me any questions or getting my feedback, go ahead. Uh, so I've got James Bernard from the New York daily news. Uh, and I like this quote because I think it's, uh, if you hear this, it'll make you want to like go watch this movie. Um, even people who don't usually like Hugh Grant will be charmed by, charmed by him in the in the scrappy, slightly scandalous comedy about a boy. And I'm like, yeah, it just kind of wraps this this whole show up is this idea that like you haven't seen Hugh Grant like this, or maybe you did in like British Jones Diary, but go back, watch this film. You have this great cast. It's well shot. It's good. Like it's just it's it's a solid solid film. Do you got anything else? No, I would also recommend it. And, uh, you know, like maybe you should just come up with your own fucking quotes instead of stealing other people's. <laughs> I used to. And it would like, be stuff like, how, are, how are you going to get on movie, movie posters? How is it going to be like, Chris, how do you like that movie podcast? <laughs> if you're just quoting somebody else's. <laughs> better, man. Better people say it than I do. Anyway, that's all for me. Uh, unless Scott has anything else, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, by the way, before we get out, if you're listening to this, uh, we, uh, Scott and I are actually coming up on our first year anniversary or birthday. We've got our season two coming out in September. Uh, so watch for those episodes, both on YouTube and on the pod, because, uh, both Scott and I are going to be throwing down two of our favorite movies each and does one of them and hit us up on Twitter and give us your feedback or on any of our socials. Does one of them include a super badass pilot? riding into the danger zone anyway that's all for me this week no i'm not doing iron eagles (laughs) (laughs) and that is our rant for the day please like and subscribe to this podcast you can also reach us and interact with us on social media at how do you like that one or email us at how do you like that movie at gmail.com The fact that they had that one conversation in the dining room, like, why the fuck are you allowing a 10-year-old boy to come to your house every day? I love that. They're in the restaurant, and she's just screaming at him, and, like, you're like, oh, predator. And then he's like, he's yeah, he's like, I am not hungry. And then everybody's okay with it right after. It's like, oh, okay, he said no. (laughs) He said he's okay. I mean, that's... We're okay now. That's how it was back then, right? So... Production by Rod Shaver, Fader Monkey Productions.